We are going to hear the Word of God right now. And I did mention earlier that uh, Pastor Darren and Beck are their exec pastors at C3 Victory in Newcastle. They have been ministering there for 20 years. They have been married for 25 years. And they are passionate about seeing people, uh, couples come together and having happy, healthy relationships. Pastor Darren has written a book. It's called The Happy Marriage. And I tell you, I saw him last year at a conference. He is like very funny, but very authentic powerful, the powerful Word of God, but the powerful and practical keys of how you can grow in your marriage. So I'd love you to stand to your feet as you welcome up Pastor Darren Chapman. Let's give him a hand. He's awesome. Bless you. Good morning, C3 Powerhouse. Oh my goodness. Hey, before we get started, I just really got a sense the Holy Spirit wants to heal some relationships today. Some families, some marriages, some friendships. You know, if you're, I'm just gonna get you to be bold straight away. If that's you, why don't you just lift your hands right now. There's a relationship in your life where you want restored. Let's believe today that God's on it. Holy Spirit, would you just be released today? Would you release restoration? and healing and hope mighty god hope for restoration as well in jesus name and we are believing that there'd be fresh life fresh intimacy fresh fun fresh laughter fresh joy in jesus name in every one of those relationships in your mighty name jesus and everyone said amen amen awesome so good God is good. He's in the business of healing and transforming our lives. So great. Hey, it's so good to be with you. It's our first time and we're like super blessed to be here. You guys are, you guys are a powerhouse. Like it's an, it's an appropriate name for you. It's like, you know, we get to travel all around C3. You guys are on fire today. And this team, man, you guys are amazing. Thank you. And all of your team serving. Whoa, love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, uh, I'm going to give away a book. It's my book. Um, Don't worry, I'm not giving away Pastor John's book, although that would be quite funny. Um, If you have a marriage and you want to read my book and you want to get it for free and save yourself 20 bucks, first person down here gets the copy. There we go. All right. Oh, no. Oh, you you came up in my blind spot, man. You're in my blind spot. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's all good. You can have a seat, church. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thanks, team. You guys are amazing. Super glad to be here with you guys today. And, uh, you know, we just really love Pastors John and Danielle as well. And um, I don't know how many times Pastor John prophesied over me as a young pastor, but I got to say, they kept me going. You know, like when we used to have C3 state conferences, there was one in Sydney, and I remember him prophesying over me, and I'm just like, whoa, I really needed to hear that. And I was, you know, we we're on the verge of like, this is, this is crazy. Why would we be pastors? What a, what a stupid idea. And, uh, and God was like, no, 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 st- like stay the course. And Pastor John was so powerful, so powerful. In fact, I'm, I'm a little bit glad that they're not here because I haven't finished his book yet. So... <laughs> Anyway, don't tell him. Don't tell him. 
by the time I see him again, I'll make sure I finished it. It's good. And uh, you're, you're, you're awesome campus pastors, uh, Josh and Shekinah. Amazing people. Aren't they awesome? Man, we got to hang out with them last night. And also uh, Dave and Piata as well. We just had such a great time last night. You guys are awesome. Your team is fantastic. Fantastic. And um, big hello and welcome to uh, Melbourne East Location. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you can like... Pastor Josh is the only one. That's so good. Uh, Pastors Dan and Ebony, we got to meet them uh, at uh, Hobart last year in the airport. Had a great chat. You guys are so genuine, so full of faith, so in love with Jesus. Love it. So great. So welcome, you guys, as well today. So good to have you with us today. Well, I am Darren. I'm married to this beautiful woman over here, uh, Beck. And uh, we've been married, uh, as Teresa said, for 25 years. We have four kids um, we did have four teenagers, and then one of our kids turned 20, so I kind of feel like we made it with one. Um, but you can pray for us, because our girls just turned 13, so I need all the help I can get, Jesus. Um, we've been pastoring uh, for 21 years in lots of different capacities at C3 Victory, and um, over the past kind of five years, just really felt a stirring from God to minister into relationships and marriages specifically, and uh, we just got such a heart to help uh, couples have a healthy relationship, because if it's healthy, it's going to be happy. But if it's not healthy, the happiness is going to come and go a little bit. Uh, We value things uh, like brutal honesty. That's fun. Um, We love things like vulnerability. We like keeping things super practical as well. Um, 2021, I released that book. I had it up here earlier. You can buy it um, in the foyer there for $20. Uh, It's called The Happy Marriage. It's super short. Like, it's really thin. I wanted to write a book that a guy like me would be able to look at the table and go, oh, yeah, that's not too thick. I could probably read that. Um, So I kept it nice and short. It's jammed with um, super practical help and a framework for seeing your marriage. Now, if you're on TikTok, you can follow me as well. Just search for The Happy Marriage. Um, In fact, you probably shouldn't be on TikTok. There's a lot of terrible stuff on there. But anyway, that's why I'm on there. Anyway, I have 100,000 followers on TikTok, and that means absolutely nothing. Um, So I'm not exactly everyone's cup of tea. You know, people don't like being told about sacrificial love and stop watching porn, maybe put your phone down if you want to have a real relationship, maintenance sex. Like, people don't like stuff like that. By the looks on your faces, you're like, who is this guy? Um, Anyway, today we're going to talk about how real love works. All right, uh, and this is not just for those who are married, because we have we want to love well in all our relationships. You want to have a church that loves well. We want to love well in our friendships, in our families, and of course, especially in marriage. Um, so, but before we get into the word and some really practical stuff, just want to maybe take a moment to unpack a little bit of God's heart for marriage and what it is. Here we go. You ready? Oh, you guys are so, so on it. Love it. Marriage is the beautiful invitation to love deeply, to love well, and to love selflessly. Marriage is a microcosm of the gospel of Jesus Christ in so many ways. Marriage is the space where we learn to love, to serve, to sacrifice, to think about someone who's not just 
me. It's where we go on difficult, deep journeys of uh, delayed gratification and personal transformation with Jesus. It's where we learn to not think of me first. We discover the power of forgiveness and vulnerability. Marriage invites us to enjoy God's amazing gift of sex. That's such a good perk, right? (laughs) Marriage confronts us with our own humanity, our own need of grace, our own um, choices, whether we're going to love and how we're going to love when we don't feel loved or we don't want to love back. In marriage, we are like thrown into this pressure cooker of like feelings and the glorious and the mundane and, you know, selfishness and all kinds of stuff. Marriage is an incredible gift from God to explore the depth of your own very human heart and to journey with Him and your spouse into deeper connection, deeper fulfillment, and deeper contentment. Marriage is the invitation to be deeply loved just as you are learning how to deeply love. The passage from, for today is out of Ephesians chapter 5. So if you've got your Bible there, or you've got your phone there with the Bible app on it, uh, jump over to Ephesians chapter 5. We're just going to hang around here today. And, uh, and this passage is not specific to marriage, but what it does is it forms the context for the great marriage passage in, uh, in Ephesians 5 as well. So who's got it? Ephesians 5. I'm just going to read verse 2, all right? Just verse 2. It says this, And walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We should probably pray. Let's do it. Holy Spirit, we invite you to open our eyes, to restore us, and to bless every marriage, every friendship, every family in this place and watching online. And God, we just declare transformation and healing in Jesus' name today. Amen. Amen. Okay, this is pretty bold, all right? Walk in the way of love. Walk in the way of agape. (laughs) That just got a bit real, a bit intense right then, because it means I gotta walk around not just thinking of me. I need to walk around in this crazy world, in this crazy life, considering other people. Because I'm really, really good at considering me. What I'm not so good at is considering everybody else. Especially in my marriage. I'm always like, yeah, well, are my needs being met? Right? I'm always thinking of me. We're like, we're wired to think of self. But actually, I need to consider others. I need to bless others. And if it's agape love, if I need to walk in the way of agape love, then I need to sacrifice for others. Don't put crazy conditions on your love. They're so good at that. I'm like an expert at that. We have a brand new puppy. Her name is Daisy. She's a golden retriever. She is legitimately crazy. I am convinced. She has some medical issues, so we got her for free. Hallelujah. Um, And uh, that was great, actually, because I didn't want to pay the fee. Um, But she can't bark. She's the best dog in the world. She can't bark. So she stands at the back door, like a glass sliding door, and she's like this. And I'm like, 
I see you, but I don't hear you. This is wonderful. So good. I love her. She's great. Uh, so the other day, she's still a puppy. The other day, she decided that she didn't want to leave the door to go and do her business. So where she was standing, she just did her little business like right next to her and continued to bark at the door. My son in his, uh, I don't know, generosity decided to let her in at that point. In the process, she's so excited, she steps all in the thing and then runs inside the house. Like it's a normal morning, it's a normal day. And I'm getting ready for work and ironing things and you know, rushing around, getting stuff ready. And I'm like, what is that smell? Oh my goodness. So here's me at 7 a.m. on a work day, mopping the house and hosing down the veranda. Like it stunk, it was wrong. It did get me thinking that Daisy wasn't exactly walking in the way of love through the house. But actually, that's kind of what we do sometimes. We bring all of our dysfunction, all of our baggage, all of our brokenness, all of our insecurity, we bring that in and we, we shower the people around us with all of our stuff at the same time. We bring in all the expectations that we have of other people that we would never do ourselves. We're expecting other people to love us first. I'm expecting them to respect me first. All the stuff that we carry with us. Instead, we need to walk in the way of love. So how do we love well? If you're writing notes, write this down. Love, number one, love is connection focused. Who's read a book by Danny Silk called uh, Keep Your Love On? Anyone? Yes, great. Brilliant book. He talks about how love uh, protects the connection that you have with a person and is consistently moving towards the person. Love moves towards. Love it. So what do I mean by connection? Because we talk about connection a lot and we'll be talking about that this afternoon in the marriage kind of workshop. You should come. You should come. If you're married and you're not registered, you should come. We're going to have a lot of fun. What do I mean by connection? Okay, uh, let's remember back to when you were first dating. If you're married, when you were first dating or first married, and you would just like spend all of the time together. Like it was every waking moment you were spending time with one another. And, uh, and you'd share all kinds of things. You would profess your love for each other, like way too early. Like I'm pretty sure I was the one who said, I love you first. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. How long did it take you to respond? I don't know. Anyway, we'll work to that later. <laughs> like you, you, you're basically draped on one another for your entire, you know, dating life. And all of your friends are like, ah, like little, little vomits in their mouth as they watch you. You know, and, and, and these days, like, you've stopped doing some things that you used to do back then. Like, uh, back in the day, Beck would be like, let's go shopping. And I'd be like, let's go shopping. That's awesome. Let's go shopping. And then a few years into our marriage, she's like, you don't shop with me anymore. And I'm like, that's because I hate shopping. <laughs> we worked it out. We worked it out. Um, and actually, what we worked out is that what I need is uh, a coffee and some food. And if I have some, a coffee and some food, I can last a long time in the shops. And you, you know those husband-designated waiting areas? Like, I don't have to visit those too often now. I'm, I'm getting really good. I'm getting really good, right? In the early days, your connection is high. 
And then life happens and connection starts to wane. But love is connection focused. Like when you feel connected to your spouse, everything's easier. Connection is like oil. You got oil in your car, and if you didn't, it wouldn't go so well. There'd be friction. When there's no oil, when there's no connection in your relationship, there's friction. You need to restore the connection. So we, we like to say start shallow. I think shallow's got a bit of a bad rap over the years. Start shallow. Great place to start. Don't stay there, but start shallow. Right, connection's important because we want to feel four things. We want to feel safe. We want to feel heard. We want to be known and desired at the same time. We want to feel, feel safe. We want to be safe in our relationships, safe to be ourselves, safe to have a bad day, safe to share what's going on inside of us without fear of like ridicule or it's going to be ignored or brushed away. We want to feel heard. We want our story, our thoughts, our fears, our pains, our successes to be heard by our spouse or our friends. And then we want to be known and desired, not just known, but desired as well. And so connecting, if connecting's on the surface, connecting creates safety, which enables vulnerability, which leads to emotional intimacy. And all of us are wired for emotional intimacy, but you can't bypass all the other ways just to get there. And emotional intimacy, friends, that's the foundation of all the other intimacies. Everything else will flow better when that's working. When you feel close, all the intimacies will flow. So like walk in the way of love. Love is connection focused. Love reaches forwards and makes a connection. Jesus came to earth and sacrificed his life because God is connection focused. He wants a connection with you and I. He needed to bridge that incredibly big gap of sin in order to get to you, but he was willing so if we're walking in the way of agape, we're not just considering ourselves. We're focused on the connection. Am I reaching for them? Am I responding when they're reaching for me? Agape reaches out. Agape restores the connection. It refreshes the invitation to connect. Maybe there's a friend that you need to reach out to again. Maybe there's someone you've lost touch with. And you need to like move towards them again. Reach out to them. Maybe you need to say to your spouse, we're not as connected as we used to be. Let's, let's carve out some more time so we can spend time connecting and enjoying each other again. How, so how do we do this? Let me get super practical for a moment. Always start with connecting. Right? If you're married, don't start the day with logistics. Um. I need you to find our daughter's uh, sports skirt and you need to take our son to work and blah, blah, blah. That's a terrible way to start a day. And definitely don't start with a problem. You didn't put the dishwasher on again last night and I had to wash my own bowl and blah, blah, blah. Like, if, if you do that, like, don't do that. That's not going to end well for you. That's not going to be a great day. Right? Start with love. Start with connection. How did you sleep? Right? I wake my wife up with a coffee. I'm a morning person. She's not a morning person. I want to help her. I want to love her. I want to connect with her. But she is no good to me without coffee. 
So every morning, I make my coffee, I spend some time with Jesus, I wake our daughter up, and then I make her coffee and put it by the side of the bed, and I'm like, it's time to get up. Coffee's here. And every morning, she wakes up going, so blessed. At least that's what's happening in my head. So love, love is focused on the connection. It's not focused on what you're getting out of it. It's focused on giving towards and moving towards. And this applies to friendships, marriage, and especially family. Secondly, if you're writing notes, write this down. Love is inconvenient. People love it when I talk about this. (laughs) There are elements of love that are not super convenient. It's not convenient to say to your spouse, I'm hurt. It's not convenient to walk a a friend through a grief journey or a mental health journey. It's not convenient to forgive your family member that you've been holding a grudge towards for many, many years and begin to repair that relationship. That's not convenient. Who is this guy? Get him off the stage. (laughs) But But that's one of the elements of a maturing love because I can act in love when I'm not feeling the love. Love is not just a feeling, and if the feeling goes away, well, we're we're done. Keep loving in action, and the feelings will return. All right, a big key that I've learned is to listen longer than I feel comfortable with. All right, because we've all got like a conversational limit, right? And one of you likes to talk a little bit longer than the other one, you know? And uh, absolutely, it's how it works, right? Lean into the conversation. You know what I've realized I do? I find keys in my pocket and start to rustle them, just like subconsciously. I'm like playing with my, I'm probably trying to send a signal to Beck. Look, I'm a very busy man. I've got places to be. I don't know what I'm doing. But I also find myself edging towards the door. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a sandwich I'm going to make or something. I don't know. And I'm like, uh-huh. Right. And then I'm like, what are you doing? Engage, man. Engage. So I got to come back in and be like, and then what happened? How does that make you feel? And then we're, then we're then we just got to keep listening, right? It's worse when you're tired. If you're tired and your spouse is giving you the long version... I have fallen asleep before. (laughs) Don't lie down and listen to your spouse. (laughs) Sit up, engage. That's going to help you. We talked about this already, but what else is inconvenient? This is also inconvenient. We talked about this. Forgiveness and repairing a relationship. Can I just say for the record, believers forgive and believers repair. Now, there are certain circumstances where the restoration of the relationship, how it used to be, is not what is okay. I get that. But as believers, we actively forgive and we actively repair. That's who we are. Um, Maybe you're you're like super superficial like me, and if a person hasn't responded to my text, I'm like, you're dead to me. (laughs) 
Anyone like that? And then, and then I'm like, and I'll respond to be like, I'm sorry, I've been in hospital. And I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm such a bad friend. <laughs> right? Super mild example, of course. But real relationships, they go through hurt and pain. We get offended at people. They, people say things, they, they, they twist something into our insecurity, and now all of a sudden, I'm hurt, I'm offended. Sometimes you don't want to forgive. Sometimes you're like, I refuse. I don't want to repair this relationship. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you about that. Forgiveness happens when we decide to move with God in that area. Um, another, I'm running out of time, but another big area of inconvenience um, is pretty inherent in agape love, and I would also say it's inherent in marriage, and that is sacrifice. Sacrifice is one of the deepest forms of genuine love. You know, when I'm willing to lay down something that I want for the benefit of somebody else, I'm sacrificing for her, I'm sacrificing for them. Sacrifice is a really countercultural concept. You know, when I talk about sacrifice, people are like, I'm sorry, what? And I'm thinking like, hang on a minute, I know this goes against culture, but I don't just want a culturally appropriate marriage. I don't just want a modern marriage. I want a kingdom marriage. I, I, I don't just want to get to a certain point and be like, yeah, it's too hard, I'm done. No, 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 no. I need to go on this deeper journey of it's not about me all the time. I need to sacrifice my life. We'll talk about it in a minute, right? In fact, I'm going to read it. Uh, Ephesians 5, verse 25. It says this, listen up. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Agape, your wife serve and sacrifice. Agape each other, but husbands go first. Like, there's no, like, specifics. There's no, like, time of day. There's not, like, a special event in the year. Well, it's her birthday. I better, I better clean the house. <laughs> By the way, cleaning the house, if it's your job, is not sacrifice. It's just not being a jerk housemate. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> I might TikTok that later. <laughs> that got the appropriate response. That's great. Like, 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 love doesn't mean getting what you want. Oh, I love her. Do you? Or do you just love the way she makes you feel? Because love means looking out for her. Not just about doing stuff for her so that she will make you feel good later. Tim Keller says that mutual in marriage, mutual sacrifice brings mutual fulfillment. He says both the husband and wife are fulfilled by the sacrifices they make for the other. That's so powerful. But the husband goes first. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Love is inconvenient, right? Super inconvenient. But if you are prepared to engage in healthy conflict... Embrace inconvenience. Embrace, like, love sacrificially and love when you're not feeling like loving. Sometimes I'll be like, I don't feel like loving her. That's probably when I need to engage my love for her. 
then you're going to grow up in your love. Number three, if you're writing notes, write this down. We're almost done. Love is unhurried. Love slows down. Love's not in a hurry. It takes its time. We enjoy the little moments. If there's a small delay, we're not super frustrated. Who loves to be on time? I love to be on time. I'm like five minutes early, Darren. That's me. Five minutes early, Darren. Beck is not five minutes early, Beck, however. Uh, but like, if I'm rushing all the time, like John Mark Comer wrote this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And in it, he describes how all of his worst moments as a husband and as a father are when he's in a hurry. He's like yelling at the kids. He's rude to his wife. He's like, whoa, I got to slow down. I got to slow down because I'm not loving well right now. Anyone see those Macca's ads in summertime? They always get me because it's just been Macca's Monopoly. So I'm already in. And now you're showing me these ads of all these young adults like at the beach and going through drive through and these bummy old cars that are somehow look really nice on the outside. I have no idea how that works. And they're all just hanging out with each other. They're all just spending time and spending money together. And they're slowing down. And they're enjoying the company of each other. And it makes me realize that one of the best things you can do is to slow down. Write this down. Slow down to love well. Slow down to love well. You know, one of the best things you can do uh, with your spouse is to debrief the day together. We'll talk about this a little bit later on. Just debrief the day together. In COVID, I learned how to cook. I could not cook, and I didn't want to cook because my wife is a phenomenal cook. I just learned how to wash up real good. <laughs> but in COVID, she was an essential worker, and I'm like, man, these kids are going to starve if I don't learn how to cook something. So I learned how to cook, and now I cook like five nights a week, right? And Beck loves to come home. And as I'm, you know, chopping veggies or whatever, she gets a glass of wine or a cup of tea as she enters the door, and we just sit. And she sits, and I cook, and we just chat about the day. Or if timing doesn't work, we'll grab a beverage of choice and sit on the lounge and face each other and say, how was your day? What's going on with you? How are you? Debrief the day. Slow down to love well, right? To walk in the way of love. Means we've got to focus on others. Move towards, embrace inconvenience, slow the heck down. Start saying no to super extra stuff. If you can't serve God well and you can't serve your family well, there's too much on your plate. Slow down. You know, today we would just love to pray for uh, every couple. The ministry team are going to come forward as well in a few minutes. Uh, and we're going to pray for as, as many couples as, as, as if you want to respond, we'll pray for you. And today, we want to release blessing. We want to pray for healing. And we want to pray for fresh intimacy and closeness over every single couple. Who doesn't want that? You'd be crazy if you didn't want that. Right now, though, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and friend, but today you found yourself right here or watching online today, and you're like, I don't actually know Jesus. Or maybe you walked away from God. And today you're like, I, I need to come back. I'm here. 
I need to come back to Jesus, not just to church, but to Jesus. And we've been talking about love a lot and agape love. And the Bible says that God is love. He loves you so much that Jesus would come to earth and die a horrendous death on a cross to pay for your sin so that you could be restored to Him. It's the best news ever. And so today, if you're here, why don't we just close our eyes across this place? But today, if you're here and you're like, I need to come back to Jesus, I want to invite Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior and my friend again or for the first time, lift your hand really quickly and we're going to pray a prayer. Just lift your hand if you're here today. Let me see it. Let me see it. And we're just going to pray a really quick prayer. And then we're going to respond to Jesus. If that's you and you're like, I need to come back to Jesus, or you're here today and you want to become a believer in Jesus today for the first time, lift your hand. Awesome. If you guys are online and you're responding, someone will be there to, to help you walk through that journey. And as the band are here, we just love to pray. You can open your eyes now. That's okay. You guys are so obedient. It's amazing. <laughs> we love to pray for you. We love the ministry team to release blessing and favor over your marriage. If that's you, why don't you all stand to your feet? And if that's you, why don't you come to the front as the ministry team come down? And Beck and I will pray for you guys as well. Awesome.